Wow. What a journey. Wait, 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 wait. can we get a little, get, get, you know, we, we had some beats last time. Can I get a little, uh, you want, <laughs> you want some music? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, can you hear that, Morgan? Probably not, right? Oh, you can hear it. Oh, what a long road it's been, but we're back on it, and my feet are tired. Can, can I sit down yet? It's truly rotten potatoes. With uh, it's Mitch here, right next to Hayden Quinn. What's up, y'all? Damn, and Declan Shrub. Declan Shrub's here, bringing the energy, making up for Hayden Quinn. And I'm going to be bringing it back down. And yet again, we could not uh, get Morgan onto the call, but we do have a guest. We do have a guest. One of our biggest guests, actually. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest heads. It's it's uh, Bruce Willis's head. Bruce Willis, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast about movies. Bruce what have you been up to? Hey guys, it's uh, been a real pleasure to be here, and thanks for inviting me on the pod. Bit of a uh, bit of a tricky couple of months for me, to be honest. Um, okay, and uh, sure, could you please ex- expand on that? Why has it been so tricky, Bruce? <laughs> has something has something been going awry? <laughs> You could say that, boys. <laughs> yeah. I've acquired yeah. a form of aphasia which has affected my speech. And uh, oh. uh, now I'm only oh, able to talk in this thick Australian accent oh. and thick Australian aphorisms thrown in for good measure. Cool. Okay. So, so Bruce, where are you at the moment? You're, um, I, I understand you're not at home in the Hollywood Hills, but you've, you've taken a little bit of a vacation. Where, where, uh, where are you? Up north. Up north. Up north and, went up and, north. And I hear you had a bit a of a run-in with someone on the plane on the way up there. That's right. I did. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's about as much as your assistant hmm. gave me. It's good that no one has any idea where this is going. That's my favourite part of this. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with my own current affairs, up, <laughs> apart from the, the well, fact that something that about I- a flight attendant um, thought you were uh, a different movie star, um, and it was it was sort of the, the it was a bit of a funny, um, just a funny story for the podcast listeners. Yes, they mistook me for Angelina Jolie. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Willis, it's so good to have him on the show. And can you, Angelina Jolie, did you say? What's she like, guys? <laughs> tall. She's tall. Yes. She's elegant. Yes. She's the opposite of me. But yes. I mean, maybe we should mention why it is that you invited me onto this podcast today. What was, what, what, what's, what's the link? Well, I believe it, it it was a little film called Brutal Extraction. No. Precious Cargo. Yes. Sorry. it it uh, th- Those two are really going back and forth in my head because there is a, this is a Bruce Willis movie. Uh, uh, one of the first we've done on the show, which is shocking because there is about a thousand movies with the exact same poster <laughs> and the Vegas titles. And this is one of them. And for anyone tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Truly Rotten Potatoes, Australia's toughest, hardest movie podcast where we talk about all the movies that have 0% critic ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. And this week, we are talking about Precious Cargo from 2016. And uh, Bruce, uh, I hear you're, you're a bit of a fan of podcasts, aren't you? you 
Um, I hear that you've uh, been listening to one in particular lately. <laughs> I love. And uh, you had a bit of a bit of a misunderstanding uh, when you uh, were listening to a podcast recently. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. When I when you guys gave my assistant the call to come on the what the dreadful the dreadful movie club that's it. gang mm-hmm. podcast. Yes, that's us. She said, Bruce, Bruce, get in here. I've got something for you. I know you love listening to the podcasts. I know you love being in the movies. What would you say if we got you on a podcast about your favourite movie that you've ever starred in? That's right. And I said, um, yes, please. I'd love to be on a podcast about Die Hard 4. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just very, joking, Very guys. good. I'm just joking. And then she mistook you for... Um Kate Blanchett. Always this yes. misgendering <laughs> thing with me. I don't know. Well, what. don't worry, Bruce. We're not gonna. Um, we're not going to mistake you for anyone. We've got you on the podcast. We're here to talk about the film you were in called um, Cargo Pants. Uh, the the precious best, cargo pants. The best cargo pants. And um, really, we, we've just finished watching it. Us three. I know, Bruce. You've uh, uh, just watched through it as well to refresh your memory. Of of your starring hey, role hey, in the hey. film, don't say the word memory around Bruce. Oh. He's got a, a form of aphasia. That was that was the funny story. Sorry, I thought that was a joke. I was setting you up, Bruce, to talk about how you've got something wrong with your brain. But I thought that yeah, I thought no, it was no, we like, covered that. Covered that. It's affected oh, my good. ability to speak in my original accent. Now that's, oh. that's that's why I talk like this now. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. Okay. Asked yeah. and answered. But look, guys, I love this film. I've always wanted to be in a comedy, <laughs> and finally, I've had my dream. I've had my dream presented to me on a silver platter. So thanks, guys. I believe you had some hand in this movie in in some some way or another. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Bogtrotter, they're all Bruce's. Any relation? Funny, very funny story. Cool. Um, no. Cool. <laughs> all right. So the film, the film is called Cargo Pants. Um, it's a great film about it's. Well, it's a heist film, really, an action film. Mm-hmm. Declan, uh, how does this film kick off? This film kicks off in what we thought for about. An hour was the city of Miami or somewhere <laughs> in right. Florida, but it turned out to be Mississippi. And uh, we've got who, who's the main guy in it, Mitch? We Someone got, from Saved by the Bell? Uh, pa- Paul Mark Gossler. Yeah, so he's from Saved by the Bell. I think he did some cop shows in the early two thousands. Did uh, NYPD Blue with uh, Jimmy Smiths, and um. Yeah, he's got. He has the energy of someone who was very famous as a teenager and doesn't really have to try that hard in life. Yeah, we said he's got a bit of Chris Pratt in him. Mm. He's got a bit of the uh, the billionaire guy Russ Hannanen from Silicon Valley in him. He's got a little bit of James Vanderbeek in him, but mm. he's not quite like movie star level. He's I guess someone that grew up being on TV. Some nights when I'm drif- drifting off to this flick, I think he, he actually has a likeness to Arnie in a couple of shots. I don't know if you saw that as well, but I thought Arnie. DeFranco? Arnie DeFranco. Yeah. Arnold Palmer? Arnold Bogtrotter? <laughs> Any relation? Arn- Schwarzenegger, thank you. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot to introduce my brother. He's here as well. Pa- Patrick? All right, no, he's he's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame. I wanted to get to know. Angela, Angela, Joey, look alike with fake lips. The lady in the show. 
<laughs> I didn't you like her. Like. She was creepy. Well, when they came to us and they sort of pitched it, they thought, what's going to be good? What's going to be good is, is somebody who's sort of aged out of the whole action thing. And oh, I love action. I love a bit of action in my... I love it. But put one of these blokes in there, your Arnie's, your bloody mm, Bruce's, one of these guys, and fill the rest of the cast with sort of C to D grade models that have never had an acting <laughs> job in their life. And I think that's what you guys have just sort of come upon there that the lead actor is a bit of a kind of a, a nobody but an everyman at the same time and he does a really good job i liked him i thought he was funny i thought he was fast none of these <laughs> non-funny <laughs> slow people super quick yeah he was, he was quick off the mark one of the quickest actors i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> some people are a little too slow to act in movies <laughs> but he was always yeah right out of the gates and the movie kicks off with him and he's doing an arms deal. And That's so right. he's selling $150,000 worth of weapons to someone, um, some some gangster type people on, on, I guess, like a small jetty, a pier in Mississippi. And these gangsters show up and they're speaking Spanish and they're being rude to him. And then he speaks Spanish back as if to say, hey, by the way, I speak Spanish so I can understand what you're saying. And I think he says something like, I'll finish doing your mum. And by the way, I speak Spanish. Yes. You know, it's one of those kind Something of things. Something like this. And then it, it turns out that this deal they've got is I'm going to sell you $150,000 worth of guns. And they go, okay, cool. We've brought $45,000 in cash. And then he starts saying, whoa, whoa, that's not the deal. And then they go, this is the deal. And we're the gangsters and we choose what the deal is. And then he goes, well, how about I sell you only $45,000 worth of their guns? And then they say, how about we shoot you? And they do shoot him in right the, in the chest. chest. Yeah, what was going on here? Because it, it seemed like he got shot a couple times, but no, no impact, no effect. What was going on? Yes. There? He fell to the ground and then he takes another shot to the head. But in both of these times, there is the conspicuous absentee blood that normally follows such a shooting. May I say, this was the moment in the movie where I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do any research because this is about some kind of like unstoppable smart aleck piece of shit who's yeah. just going to keep on getting shot and keep on getting up and being like I'll oh, fuck you mother yeah. just but no no this, this apparently this is what I thought as well yeah I was excited for that I've been watching the boys and they're all superheroes and they get shot in that and the bullet just bounces off them and I was like oh okay yeah we're in for some sort of super soldier serum I love the boys can I just say action packed love it what well, I thought you were in a movie called The Kid. Is maybe that what you're getting confused with? The one about the wayward child who sort of comes into my custody for n for no apparent reason, and I have to look up. Yeah, yeah, bit of a bit of a big daddy spinoff. And I believe there's the twist at the end of The Kid is that Bruce Willis is the kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like in a, in I remember a this sees one. dead people, yeah. sees dead people. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he, Spencer, well, he sees Spencer himself Breslin. as a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think is that the one where he's he's like a baseball. Baseball player? Yep. Probably. Is yep. This, or is yep. That the I've rookie? done it all. I've done it all, boys. I've done it all. <laughs> I've seen dead people. Yeah, I've raised baseball players from the dead. All of it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, back to Precious Cargo. They have this uh, arms deal goes wrong. He gets shot, but oh my God, the, there's, there's no bullets in the gun or something, which doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it turns out that it was a bit of a, a stick up and then he kills all the gangsters and I guess takes their money. 
And he, he had some people on the inside. He has a sniper girl that's kind of like a Daria, played by a model who speaks in a monotone. Mm. And and then he's also got another guy who's a friend of his who like switched out the bullets with blanks or something. So yeah, that's how he survived. And there's no superhero-ness to it at all. And that's not the first time in this movie where someone gets shot at from a range that should <laughs> kill them and does not get hit by a bullet. Certainly isn't. But, but that is the only time that I, it's explicitly say, explained why not. Every other time they just happen to miss. I would say a good 60% of this film was people shooting uh, recklessly sort of in the general direction of someone they're trying to shoot and the bullet never making contact. There was a lot of just fucking shooting and it was not... I'm All respect uh, to you, Bruce. Um <laughs> Given, and given, the Second Amendment of the United States especially Constitution. Especially the Second Amendment. And I don't want to, you know... I appreciate that. Good. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of shooting and a lot of nothing happening. Mm. That's yeah. the best type of shooting, though. I, I want to see shooting that doesn't hurt anyone. That's true. Especially after the year we've had in the States. You know what I mean? Well, basically, yeah. the, the, Bruce, the, the, your assistant said that you've got a bit of a funny story about a, a school shooting that took place okay. recently. Okay. Uh, care to fill us in on Let that? Let me take you back. <laughs> 1996. Yes. Doom is uh-huh. very big with the kids. And uh, I think yes. it's uh, starting to warp a few of the younger minds out there. A few of the sort of antisocial characters <laughs> that you that, might Bruce? not see. Uh, but look, I'll just say that, you know, all said and done. 20 less kids to worry about. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, and as a father, I, I can definitely relate to uh, wanting my kids dead. Can't we all? <laughs> but look, I mean, if we could just go back to the shooting for a second, I would just say yes. that on these sort of sets where it is very much, can we have one old dude who loves action films and just fill the rest of the cast with young C to D grade models who have never acted in a role in their life? often you have to give them a little bit of guidance. You know, you have to steer them, steer the ship starboard, steer the ship right, as it were. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think I think that it was when uh, the Daria-type character was looking down the scope of the gun for the first time, I said, no, 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 back off eight inches and please close the eye that would be looking down the scope because you're going to have a better, you're going to have a better shot at it. Um, that's what they told us to do in Die Hard, um, which I ignored at that time but I can see now why it wasn't the success it should have been. <laughs> you know, Bruce, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, Die Hard, Hanukkah movie? Look, I mean, that's up for debate. I mean, you could you could say that about A Christmas Carol. You could say that about mm. um, Die Hard. But let's, I mean, let's mm. move on. I mean, because that's just a little bit too political. Can we go back to Columbine? Yeah. Yes. Can we talk so, about that a little bit more? Uh, where, where were you? Because I remember where I was when you found out there were less kids in the world. I was actually And how did that feel? I was watching um I was watching highlights of the OJ trial. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember where I was that day that the Columbine shooting took place. I was actually watching YouTube, watching a lot of um a lot of a lot of OJ highlights. Uh, yes. So YouTube classically available in nineteen ninety six. But I don't remember where I was when the original OJ trial took place. A lot of people think the Columbine massacre was a tragedy. Mm. But I have an alternate viewpoint. Ah, <laughs> I think what? I think it was a, a very lucky day <sighs> because um, they actually wanted to explode the whole cafeteria floor and crush like a thousand kids. 
but they ended up the bomb didn't go off so they ended up having to shoot people and i think they only got like maybe 20 people so that's bad but it could have been a lot worse yeah yeah is that true i think i think they are bad i think school shootings are bad declan oh no one's saying that they're good and no one's saying that the death of children is good i just think you know in hindsight it is yeah, and, and I mean that 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 whole thing about the um the Second Amendment, you know, that you you mentioned that before as well. I mean that mm-hmm. that's really what all of that those bullets that were going astray and were sort of going through the trucks in this film, um, car, <laughs> cargo unlimited. Bullets, yes, yeah. That the reason they don't hit so many people is we're trying to make the point that guns aren't really as mm. bad as they say they are. They don't really uh. hurt people. <laughs> guns. Well, Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. I mean, this is obviously sort of <laughs> something that has been held in our family value system. Sisterhood. There you go. So he gets it. I mean, he was a co-writer on this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's been well documented that the Willis family grow up, instead of a Christmas tree, they had a cannon. Um, it, it was aimed at the, the the local school field, just to remind everyone what what, what the Willies can uh, what the Willies can do. Mm. When there's a Willis, there's a Wayus. Mm. Just thinking the same thing. What you Declan? talking about, Willis? Just thinking the same thing. <laughs> You're on it. You're on it tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so, dude, I I don't know if I can continue explaining what happens in this movie yeah i think we're only in the first scene so there's a lot to do well well, it's 90 minutes and i mean the the shooting scenes are usually about 10 minutes you blokes want to talk about the chess game you want to talk about the chess game analogy oh the chess game oh that was really bad we should okay so we should explain bruce willis plays kind of like a gang leader in this and and obviously runs up against our lead character who is um, James Van Der Beek slash Chris Pratt slash Saved by the Bellboy. Yeah, Saved by call, <laughs> Saved by the Bellboy. Call him Savey Boy. Bellboy. 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 Bellboy works. Why don't um, we call him Crisp Rat? So the thing about Bellboy is he's got a young girl that is his friend and sniper, and they, and they do crimes <laughs> together and and schemes and such. And he has an ex girlfriend who is called Karen. And Karen, uh, he- She's always yelling at staff at the restaurants yeah. and <laughs> demanding better service. <laughs> so um, our, friend, our friend Daria, who's kind of like the annoying teenage girl in this, um, she's going like, oh, why, why do you even have this photo of you and your ex? Don't you have a new girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally over my ex now. I'm, I'm dating this vet. And the way that I, I see her is I bring a dog that isn't mine to the vet because I don't own a dog and I make sure the dog gets treated and I use that opportunity to kind of flirt with this vet. And then, and that's been happening for a couple of weeks, but they haven't really become serious. They do get serious early in this movie and they are having what I perceive to be sexual intercourse, heterosexually, when who shows up but Karen the ex walks straight into the house and she's got a pregnant belly and she opens up the door right as our leads are about to have coitus and she says hey the baby's yours you should have worn a condom i'll treat myself to the food you guys are cooking and let you um continue to make love and then she does she eats all their cake she eats their pasta and um long story short like an hour later we find out that she doesn't have a baby she just had some diamonds hidden on her stomach for some reason <laughs> we do find that out and we find that out when bruce willis shoots the baby from point blank range Guilty. 
And we all and think just jewels. We think it's death, but it's diamonds. And I'm thinking finally something that relates back to, you know, Columbine at last. <laughs> finally something we can laugh at. That's and right. I'm thinking I don't I must have skipped that sex ed lesson where we learned that babies are full of diamonds. I mean, that's what that's what I go that's what I go for. That's sort of my thing. What? You it's like a fetish. It. Oh. <laughs> Babies are diamonds. That's so the- Bruce Willis is a bad guy. Um, we put a timer on every time he showed up in this movie because we suspected that although he's second build, that he probably wouldn't be in the movie that much. And we were correct. We had a bet going about whether he would hit 10 minutes. He hit 13 minutes of screen time. So congrats well, to congrats Bruce Willis. Bruce. Look, I mean, I, 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 I didn't think about it too much when I was on set, but I, I guess I guess in retrospect, I was not in any scenes with any other actors. And, and it was all, all mm. of my scenes were sort of conveniently shot in, in one hotel room for, for the duration of the film. Um, I mean, it just, yeah, it just worked way. out. About that 90%. Way. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of scenes where you actually interact with more than one person at a time and you're not in a hotel. But a lot of it is people talking to you in a hotel and your shots are all in close-up that were just added in later. And um, you can see that there's some good ADR going in to, to finish some lines and that kind of stuff. But you know what? Bruce Willis, he did the thing in this movie. He did what he does. I mean, was he phoning it in or was he yeah. rocking his bald cap? I was, I was phoning yeah. it in. Eight, no. 80% of my scenes were just me talking on a phone. <laughs> But they, <laughs> but they did make you actually shoot those on camera as well. I was, I was expecting there to be a lot more just your voice, but they always showed you talking on the phone. There was a couple. There was a yeah. couple of lines. No, that was. I mean, that was a, st- anyway. a stipulation in my contract was that I had to have a few lines. Um, and the second thing was the poster design had to have my head sort of morphing in at the top into the shoulder of the man who was playing the protagonist shooting a gun so that we're kind of inseparable, suggesting maybe that we have some integral link as characters. Didn't explore that in the movie at all, but the the poster tells the story, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So long story short, um, when our, our man gets kind of, hooks back up with Karen, his ex, um, not physically, but she basically says like, I know we've had a bad relationship. Um, they get chased by some people. They go on a little boat race. They get on some oh, speed boats oh, and yeah. people are shooting at them and stuff. And then eventually she's like, hey, there's a big score that I can kind of make amends to you. We can get a lot of money uh, if we hijack this armored truck. And so they do so. And it turns out, I guess, that that armored truck must belong to Bruce Willis. Well, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis has told Karen about it. And she leaks the information to this ragtag group of, you know, blank gun filling motherfuckers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we better get that armor, armored van. In wh- fact, we find out who told Karen about it. And it was a guy who's just in one scene. And that's the immortal chess scene. Uh, so yes. we cut to Bruce Willis in his in his hotel cabana and he's doing one of those um, like gangster boss metaphorical speeches where he's like, but he's mixing chess and poker. He keeps jumping back between like poker's a good game because there's, there's thought behind it. You got to make your choices. And then he in says chess, something like the porn can only take there's pawns in it. The pawn can only move forward, but he can move diagonally when he's killing his opponent. And you're like, oh, I know what you're trying to do, but you're really just explaining the very basics of chess, which is not an interesting scene. And I was pitching to Hayden that 
there should be ga- shots like this in movies, scenes like this in kind of gangster movies, but the game is like snakes and ladders <laughs> and you're trying to get all serious and you're like, you see, the thing about life is when there's a ladder, you can get a leg up on your opponent. But if you see a snake, you hey, slide worry, come back. back. I haven't gotten to the snakes yet. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. This is going to blow your mind. You no, know, I better yet, Frogger. Frogger would have yeah. done just the same job. Mousetrap. Yeah. Crossing the road. And then there's a part where the guy goes like, Bruce Willis is like, so you know what I'm going to do to you now? Because he leaked all the information to this girl. Um, and he goes like, you're going to kill me? And he just keeps saying like, I am. Yeah. I, I'm going yeah. to, but but like eventually, uh, eventually, eventually, yeah. eventually, yeah. eventually. eventually. Still 40 yeah. minutes left in the film. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I still got a lot of chess rules to go over got before we get on with the murder. fire in the wrong direction. <laughs> Anyway, they, they do the armored car heist. Uh, they, there's a small section where they have to get their team together. Yeah. Probably one of the strongest parts of the movie is just getting the ragtag team together because, mm. I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned is that every character is angry or aggressive. Mm. Very aggra- It's a very aggressive movie. They all have a lot of sass and attitude. Everyone's always saying, fuck you. Yeah, and there's a lot of and like all of, all a, of a guy character gets introduced. Have upset of them. Sorry, Morgan, what was that? I mean, uh, Bruce. Bruce E. Sorry, what did you, what did you call me? Oh, I just, I said, what? sorry, what did um, you, Gordon. What did you call me? Just <laughs> breaking on the illusion. He sounds so Michael Caine-ish. Um, I was just going to say that the um, every time we are introduced to one of these male um, bomb vivants, that they're um, that they they've they're in trouble. They're in trouble and strife with their female counterparts yeah. for either uh, pissing mm. the bed once again or <laughs> <laughs> having sex oh, that's with not somebody a joke. else. That's a that's a line from the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few of like the way that whoever wrote and directed this. I think his name is Max Adams. Um, believes that relationships are uh, is quite odd in this movie because everyone is so confrontational and angry and anytime you meet a guy a woman comes out from behind the back and he's like shut up what are you talking about you piece of shit and then he's like rolling his eyes as she's just berating him in front of all his friends mm. Who, mm. Are, who are trying to hire him for like a deathly murder heist yeah it's very there's a lot of like uh, marriage is terrible jokes yeah there's a lot of uh uh, uh, look at these big titty idiot women. Let oh, me yeah. lecture them about how they that can't spend their the money. That was one of the weirdest, weirdest scenes. So uh. Bruce Willis's English henchman who's trying to do an American accent, um, who we've seen sh- like Terminator chasing people down and shooting at them and missing. He has one random scene where he shows up at Bruce Willis's cabana and he goes to the pool and there's like eight blonde women just, you know, sunbaking on the pool. I guess they're kind of his harem of, of women. And he goes like, hey, uh, w- where's whatever Bruce Willis's character's called? Hey, where can I find him? And they're all gossiping and talking and they're not listening to him. So he shoots an inflatable pool toy in front of them and then gets their attention. And then he starts being like, okay, what's your name? W- what are you doing here? How much money do you make? What do you do with your money? And they're like, I buy, I, I buy nice sh- shoes. I buy shoes. And then one of the other girls is like, I got my tits done. And he's like, the tits look good. Anyway, <laughs> in three years, you hoes are going to be so old that we'll get some new hoes in here and you won't be worth anything. 
and fuck you. And he's just being really rude. And then he's just like, so tell me where's Bruce Willis. And they're just like, he's in the cabana. Like you've come to his house and you've just looked at the (laughs) pool instead of knocking on the door. And and those girls are not in it for the rest of the movie. Well, but that at that point they don't his like he don't their respect because he's like, (laughs) wow, he got us begged. Yeah. People love it when you like get into exactly who they are, break their souls down like that. Hey, listen up, whore. You, you're spending your money all bad. Yeah. Uh, it was, that scene was completely useless in the scheme of telling the story. It just showed but us was, that this guy was, was mean. It was so sick. <laughs> it was cool, man. <laughs> it was sick. Um. <laughs> Honestly, there's just a bunch of fucking car chases and boat chases and truck chases, and they're all really, (laughs) really boring and slow. (laughs) And like the the when they when they when they uh, stop that armored van, they pull out like a a box full of diamonds, and they're like, "Yeah, hit the jackpot." But then they're Mm. also like, "But there's something else still in there." And the and Karen actually sneaks back onto the truck to get the real treasure. Which, as far as I can tell, is like a key gen for like safes or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. some hardware like key gen, yeah. bigger safe with not just diamonds but like red, red diamonds. diamonds. Ah. <laughs> yeah, the way she describes them later on is that they're she's like they're red diamonds. There's a hundred of them, and they're worth five million dollars each. Wow, and five million dollars a carrot. A million dollars a carrot. They have five carrots, and there's a hundred of them. She does like the quick, like this, mm. this quick algorithm to them, because <laughs> he, he's he's like, how much is it worth? If you were going to give me thirty mil, there must be like. He goes at least fifty mil or seventy it's mil. Be at least thirty, yeah, three mil. And then or she goes mil. half a bill. And then she does this algorithm. See, there's five carrots per diamond, and there's a hundred diamonds. And then yeah, you're like, okay, whatever. There's there's a lot more money out there than the five million that they just won. So this will be the final heist if they can get this red, one last if job. If they can get the red diamonds, then they can pay back Bruce Willis and get him off their back. Because I don't know, I I think that was the thing that he was going to kill her because she owed yeah. him money. And then they can go live. This is Karen and, and the main protagonist, um, Crisp Rat. <laughs> and Crisp Rat. Crisp Rat. And uh, they can go live in some awesome house on the beach and, and retire on their red rubies. But remember, he still is in love with this vet side character who he has pulled in to be involved in some of these shootouts. But he has a kind of on and off thing with his ex who's, who's trying to trick him to come back and do this and do this heist. And they're criminals together. So they, they start, they pull together their team again. You've got the unreliable driver who's crazy and drunk all the time. Yeah. And you've, he pissed the bed. Yeah. You've got the man who I'm not sure what his role was, but his um, like Texan hick wife is um, real ditzy and hates him. You've got sniper lady who's a young 19 year old model and is uh, sarcastic. Well, she has a face scar. And a yeah. face scar. The- Sometimes it's just drawn on. Sometimes it looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah. So sometimes I couldn't tell if she, I. I, th- I thought at one point there were two <laughs> girls who looked the same because it didn't look like she had a scar in one of the scenes. I was like, oh, there's two of them. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. And then Declan ran me down the wrong path. He was like, yeah, no, no, they're different people. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, I honestly thought you meant Karen and the young girl were the same person. Yeah. And I was trying to say, no, 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 those are two different women. In the scene we're watching, they're talking to each other <laughs> right now, and you were like, what? Like, no, talking a, to us. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like she has that, a scar in like one two, half? Like is that is that like is that like two of them? Is that like the same person? I mean, this is the level of guy I'm dealing with week in week yeah. out of this podcast, yes. people. I like the I like uh, the bloke so they, um, they put together. I like the bloke who kept saying, "Oh, you're gonna have to give me another holiday." 
You know? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great Great now it's two, now it's three, now it's four. So when's it going to bloody yeah. end with this guy? You owe me another <laughs> vacation. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he went on a vacation and he called his friend up on FaceTime just to say, you still owe me two vacations. It's like, dude, enjoy the one that you're on. <laughs> you're in the lobby of what looks like a beautiful hotel. What I will say I really liked about that scene is that um, he's like, hey, I shaved. It's like, yeah, obviously. And then I'm like, what is this? And it's like, yeah. oh, after the movie, they were yeah. like, we're doing a fun thing. Yeah. Just send us in videos. We need a bit should. more stuff to fill out the credits. And then we also added outtakes to a movie that was not a comedy movie <laughs> and, so and, and outtakes. And they weren't good outtakes. Like it was like the classic, just like, oh, we have to wait for that plane. Like we can hear this plane in the boom yeah. mic. Let's just wait till it goes. Yeah. You can't have a blooper <laughs> reel where all of the bloopers are, ha, Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, can I have my line again, please? Like that's that's the least funny thing is just watching an actor be like, sorry, what? I, I forgot my line. And then there was one where the uh, the Karen character was like eating some chicken or something and she stumbled or whatever. And you just heard the other guy uh, who was on screen, the yeah. main guy, just say something like, do you want me to shove it up your ass? Yeah. yeah no, he was like, can I, can I see your ass? But in in this very aggressive, I don't know. That was very strange. Yeah. The first blooper was just a sexual harassment. When I was getting feedback from um, from Morgan on on, uh, on Cargo Unlimited, he was saying that he reckoned the reason I wasn't in any of the bloopers was because I it was part of my contract. Like, no, don't put me in that shit at the end. I yeah, was yeah. livid. I actually did some really funny <laughs> shit on set and they didn't like the chest thing, the chest thing. I was yeah. like you say, snakes and ladders. I had all sorts of kit with me. We were doing backgammon. <laughs> we were doing uh, j- jazz, which is a special card the game. Jazz Jackrabbit. Jazz, jazz mm. ramen. Do you think Bruce Willis didn't have any bloopers just because he nailed every line every so. time? Because like he's he a consummate just, professional. He was a professional and he just absolutely crushed it. And they're like, we got nothing. We we want Bruce to be in the bloopers, but he's given us nothing. I would say that it, it was more like he was like bullying production assistants <laughs> in the middle of takes, being like, it's a latte. It's a latte. What's wrong? Is that true, Bruce? Are you uh, the type of piece of shit to abuse a production assistant on set? Well, absolutely. But I mean, going back to the whole bloopers <laughs> thing, I did perform like a consummate, like a consummate performer would. But as I say, you've got to go in, okay, let's get a couple bloopers now. Let's do that. Like that was that was the game at the end there. And, and unfortunately, mm. none of my shit made it in, as I say, livid. <laughs> hey, so so we, we know all about, well, you know, we've spent a good 40 minutes now with, with you, Bruce. So, so we know all about Bruce Willis. But uh, I, I was thinking to myself uh, just last night, what would uh, Bruce Wontus sound like? I think he'd sound a little bit like this. Uh, I'm not going to die hard. Uh, I'm not Looper. Uh, I won't. Uh, um, I won't die hard a second time with a vengeance. With a vengeance. Yeah. Who who turned mm. out the lights? I can't see dead people. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is. A, I won't have a sixth sense. I'll just have the regular five. Thank you very much. Did you know Hayden's motto for his sex life is the exact opposite of die hard? Live mm. soft. Mm. And we all have mottos for our sex life. Yeah. Well, look, if you haven't got a motto for your sex life, you're up shit creek without a paddle. Without a motto. Love it. Love shit's creek. You've always seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. it. No, it's good. Why? I've seen the show. Good. What, what are you going to do about it? Well, 
I don't know. I might just have to uh, put them in their place. Put them. <laughs> show, show, show them who's boss. Uh, Shits Creek. What about uh, Fucks River? He's got me. I finally got one. Got one through the goalpost. Bruce laughed so hard his hair grew back. <laughs> they say laughter is the best medicine. If I just keep it up, maybe I'll return by, to my old self. I I don't think so, Bruce. I think what <laughs> yeah. you've got is terminal. Mate. I think I've cracked, <laughs> oh, boys. I think I've cracked. <laughs> oh, Bruce, is that a shot at how your head looks like an looks egg? Looks like an egg, yeah. I've had that. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I, I go in, I say, give me the egg. Now, you, now you, you've done a few of, um, none, none that have gotten to the uh, to the toughest crew in town, the Rotten mm. Boys, but- This is your is first appearance on the pod the, and yeah. in a movie that made our Bible, the 0% critic rating film. I appreciate that. But I will say, you, you, you have made an extraordinary amount of these in the last 10 years. Yeah. It started slow. It's happening to a few people. Liam Neeson, yep. Arnie, Sylvester Stallone. And we've heard so much about Liam Neeson lately. Yeah. I wonder what a Liam, Liam Elboson might sound like. I think he'd sound a little bit like this. Uh, I'm Liam Neeson. Um, my I think el- it's Elboson. I, I have Elboson. elbow. Uh, I got tennis elbow. That's my Irish mm. Liam Neeson. Uh, it's very funny. You might say he's the the Thank funny you. bone of the family. Yes. The elbow. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. You get it? That's cool. Sorry, Mitch, you, you were saying something. A lot of celebrities on the downturn, some of them with knees, some of them with elbows. Go on. We were, we were, I, I'd been paying attention to this trend because I do find it pretty funny. A lot of these movies are pretty funny. Uh, but Bruce, we we spotted the uh, the earbud before, and if I'm glad that know, we, I think you mean to say airbud. We spotted airbud before. We know you've been uh, going to the courts. We know what you've been doing to him. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Well, what, so what are the earbuds in 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 his uh, uh, later films uh, before he retired, uh, you could see that he had an earpiece. They were feeding him lines during shots. Mm. Now, with all well, the stories, they were feeding me more than lines, Mitchell. I'll just uh, say that, and I'll leave it there. Oh, bloody! Oh, too many eggs for you, mate. Come on, you know those production assistants. They can't. They can't hey, take it anymore. Hey, no, go on. You know they're feeding me lines. Yeah. And Bruce Willis's head is an egg, and I've heard it's a little bit scrambled lately. Well, I felt bad because uh, if the, if this movie, you know, I saw it before I found out about that, I'd be going hard into him and being like, "Oh, what is his brain not working? His brain doesn't doesn't work the way it it it, uh, it used to." And it seems like he just did a ton of these. <laughs> he did a ton of these. To make as much money as possible for he literally couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did play Spike in Rugrats Go Wild. Yes. You did? Yes, that's uh, true. I, with I the Wild Thornberries. Yep. I know that that question was coming, so I just thought I'd get ahead of it. And I've got one question. Is it true you played Bruce Willis in Ocean's 12? I was hoping we'd get to that. Yep, that was a <laughs> bit convoluted, but I was... so Okay, so let's break it down. Ocean's 12, 
Julia Roberts plays a pretty key character. She's sort of the femme fatale opposite George Clooney. But what we don't know is that in the universe of Oceans, and this is true of the original Frank Sinatra Rat Pack version as well, Julia Roberts actually exists as a person as well. So when Julia Roberts' character comes to a casino to meet up with the femme fatale George Clooney playing opposite (laughs) Julia Roberts, we see that... They are actually confused because Bruce was there. And he goes, Julia, Julia. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) I go, Julia, it's good to see you. What's going on? But I don't know. (laughs) It's not Julia. It's Julia Roberts' character. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean because I've seen it. I don't. Hayden has a blank expression. I have absolutely no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I did watch Oceans 11, but. Basically, in Oceans 7, there's there's three Oceans and then there's a female, Oceans 8. But what he's saying is Julia Roberts plays a character who other characters throughout Oceans 12 say, you know, you look a bit like her. And she's like, no, I don't. And Um, then she meets. The real Julia Roberts, uh-huh. and they have like a people, and Bruce Willis sees her and is like, "Hey, Julia, it's you," and it's not her; it's uh-huh. the actress Julia Roberts playing a character who's not Julia Roberts, but the real Julia Roberts exists in the movie as well. That so, sounds awful. So sounds awesome. Say, it sounds it, like a rip rotten. The tone. same thing happens in the Nanny season six, where the nanny meets the actress Fran Drescher. <laughs> no, awesome. that, I like that. And they have a scene where they're both like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love your voice. And it's just her like talking to herself. <laughs> Why can't we watch that instead of this movie? Yeah, that's when I started to crack. That whole Ocean's 12 reality meets fantasy thing. I was like, oh, I can't take this. And, you know, speech started deteriorating from there. <laughs> oh, no. That was Bruce Willis watched Ocean's 12 and he was just like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> yep, I, I, you got I'm it. talking about Julia Roberts to Julia Roberts. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> After the scene, he's like, you told me that that scene was with Julia Roberts. <laughs> I watched the movie. <laughs> you lied to me. They just keep saying, no, 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 it was her, but it's not, it's not her. So, you know, after that, after that in real life, when we'd, we'd bump into each other, you know, we'd bump into each other at the Golden Globes and stuff like that. And I'd be like, are you, are you Julia Roberts? <laughs> and yeah. I started getting very, very paranoid. Uh, my neuroses really picked up after that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't good. Are there any like points of this movie we really want to hit? Because there were tons uh, of funny dialogue bits, but we didn't take notes because we were just too busy enjoying the ride. Oh, this this was this was a struggle compared to last the last film I watched for this podcast, which was way more enjoyable. It was very that one was very silly, and it was an ensemble. Well, this is more like a collection of <laughs> <laughs> of actors and characters. Yeah, it's no one's particularly close. No one has to really get into each other. I, I will say that all the line delivery was very funny, especially the monotone girl. Yeah. She couldn't she, say she would fuck say normally. The so much. Yeah. You better not fucking do that again or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah I, I, the tone was really confused through the whole film. I, I, I think to begin with, I wasn't sure whether it was trying to be a comedy or trying to be funny or trying to be, and I think it was trying to be funny, but it didn't work. It was really, really not. I think it was just trying to be like an action comedy, like a Shane Black kind of thing. And there was a lot of mm-hmm. like 
two people shooting at the bad guys while like yelling at each other. Like you gave me the yeah, bad gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that gun. And the thing that embarrassed me about that is <laughs> that those lines are in me and my mates versus the zombie apocalypse <laughs> as well. Matt and Andy are shooting paintballs. <laughs> and like you gave me the shit gun. So I'm like, this is good. And Hayden's like, this movie sucks. <laughs> this dialogue's so bad. Well, okay. But in your defense, there is uh, at least in me and my mates, it's like no one's shooting back. You yeah. Know, okay. Yes. There yeah, is yeah, like true. a stock standard. Like a we need to figure it. out a good approach, not just like we're in a river, we're going to stay here yeah. for at least seven minutes of just shot of shooting back and forth. Every two minutes, a and, guy gets and shot. It's, it's two people facing each other while every now and then pointing their gun to the side, but not looking and trying to shoot the people who are shooting them. And it's loud as fuck. Yeah. You can't hear what the fuck is happening. There's wind and water and boat engines and guns, like bullets flying everywhere. And just no one's getting hit. And sometimes they're within five meters of each other and they're still not hitting each other. So many wasted bullets. One thing that I will- Unlike Columbine. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. One Damn thing I it. will mention is that the music or the score in this film was so annoying and just it was too loud all the time. All the sentimental scenes had these stupid fucking sentimental violin-y music too loud. And then it was like the action scenes and it was kind of, it, it was- um, Do you remember how the um, end song that had the harmonicas well, as well? Funnily enough, <laughs> I did. In between finishing the movie and uh, pissing out of my dick into the toilet um, and then coming back into the studio to do this lovely podcast, the harmonica line was just looping in my head. <laughs> and I was just, like trying to stop myself from singing it. And now I can't remember how it goes. So I guess I do gone. like how women Thank were represented in this movie. I mean, yeah. we touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But I bet you mm. do. Bruce. Complete Apart shrews. from before we realized that the pregnant woman was actually pregnant with diamonds, <laughs> she <laughs> proves that you actually can get on a boat and engage mm. in high octane shooting back and forward and put your life yeah. at risk. Even if you are nine or eight months pregnant, it's fine. Yeah. Don't doubt yeah. yourself. You're pregnant. No, go. Do it. Have, live your life. When that actress showed up and she had like a belly and she was like, the baby's yours. And she's showing enough. I don't know if you'd say maybe she was like four or five months along or something. Sure. Hayden and I just keep looking at her and being like, she's not pregnant. She has like the most well-defined jawline. Her wrists are so skinny that you can see the tendons when her fingers move. And then she's pretending to be pregnant. And then at some point they show that it's diamonds. And we're like, yeah, we, we didn't believe she was pregnant for a second. Well, hold on. Okay. But I mean- this is a 0% movie. I would have just thought, yeah, of course she's not pregnant. She's an actress and they didn't put any effort into yeah. like making it seem like she gained weight. Yeah, but me and Hayden had a better eye. We we trusted in the movie that they would have legitimately shown her gaining pregnancy weight if she was really pregnant. And the only reason they didn't is because the whole thing was a trick. And in the reality of the movie, Chris Bratt, surely when he was fucking her, would have realised at some point, oh, that's that's diamonds. That's that's not a baby. Yeah, why do you make <laughs> Wait. why do you make such a rattling sound when we're having sex? Did did they have they did have sex? They did have no, sex. Did they have sex? They made they out they sex? made out a lot. They like full on kissed quite have a bit. Have I so had sex? <laughs> Wait a minute. He would have rubbed up against her diamond pouch at some point. Oh look, who hasn't rubbed up against a diamond patch once and once or twice in there? Long-legged life. Are you happy to see me, or is that just a pouch of diamonds in your uterus? (laughs) You're struggling with something under the table? What's happening? I'm just constantly (laughs) entwined in uh, cables. 
The Cable Guy, back at it again. It's me. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Sonic 2. There's a movie I watched that I enjoyed more than this. I didn't see Sonic, Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is a film about a hedgehog who is blue who lives in Green Hills. In the second movie, Sonic 2, he makes a new friend who is called Tails who comes back to Green Hills to tell him that Dr. Robotnik will come back from the Mushroom Planet. Also, there is another character who is called Knuckles the Echidna. He is red. Ooh. He has big... Um, Knuckles and can climb the mountains fast. Knuckles is a bad guy to begin with, but eventually- Oh, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. Find out that he's actually responsible for the mass murder of 20 (laughs) children at Columbine uh, (laughs) Primary School. Thank you for listening to my speech. Are there any questions? Thank you. Did they go to the chemical plant? Um, No, they've done it in all seriousness, Morgan. They've done a good job of like- What did you call me? Oh, Jesus. Fuck, dude. I said, in all serious, organ. <clears throat> and then I like grabbed my pancreas, which is hurting. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, they, they, they do, they, I don't know. For some reason, it, it, it works for me. They, they do some of those sort of like callbacks to the computer game or for, for the Sega games. And like, there was one point where Knuckles is like stuck underwater and Sonic is going down to save him. And there's like this big bubble of water uh, this this big bubble coming up from from the bottom of the uh water and he like sticks his head in it and like slurps all the air from the bubble into his lungs so he can stay underwater longer which is something That's that sick. you can do in the water levels of sonic hey that was pretty good the way you did that uh sonic summary for us that mm. was like a school presentation for a primary school kid or something thank you it reminded me that we used to have a thing called the sharing circle where uh in like you three or four after a weekend on a Monday morning, you would have to share what you did on the weekend. So everyone would sit in a circle and they just go around kid by kid. And mm-hmm. mostly it's pretty boring. I may have told this story in the podcast like two years ago, but anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell it again. Um, mostly it's just like, I played in the park with my dad or I went to the zoo or whatever. Um, and then one kid was just like, yep. So uh, found out that my mom isn't actually my mom. <laughs> and the person that I thought was my Jesus grandma Christ. was my mom. And um, so I, yeah, don't even have the same last name. And it was, and this was like a 10 year old kid oh and he just like fully unloaded. And he was like arms crossed, just like giving us the attitude of, my entire life has been up upended this weekend, right? And then, and then he finishes, and then I'm next, and I'm just like, so I played with the dog, and <laughs> I, <don't, you> know, <laughs> I got a horsey. Nay. <laughs> uh, yes. Well. Yeah, it's like Desmond learned to read the room. I mean, even in grade three, I, I had those skills, you know, locked down. That's why. That's why I am who yeah. I am. That's how he couldn't read oh, words. Oh, but he could read oh, the room. Bruce, Bruce, don't say lockdown. You'll give me um, hypothermia. I mean uh, PTSD. COVID, sorry, COVID, I'm sorry. COVID, Damn it, PTSD. You Do you remember? Do you, how crazy is it? How crazy is it? How crazy, how crazy is, it? is it? Lockdown was so cool, man. When we had lockdown, we got so many people. Oh, on Declan, the don't say lockdown. You'll give me hepatitis B. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, PTSD. Sorry. Hep B. You boys got your Hep B shots this year? Yeah. <laughs> I've got my MGMT oh, as well. Could not Electric wait for field. my Hep B. <laughs> 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 yeah. All uh, right. So Precious Cargo was an action film starring a guy from Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and some models that hadn't acted before. Oh, and Karen, Karen was in Mystery Men. And um, Meet Joe Black, the movie where uh, Brad Pitt does Patois. Who was she in, oh, who was okay. she in Mystery Men? 
In Mystery Men, she's the waitress who um, d- dates uh, Ben Stillman. Benetton Stillman. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You have no idea. What and we've heard so much about Ben Stiller lately. Like, I wonder what Ben Fluida would sound like. Ben Movementer. Ben, okay. ben. I, see. I see. Ben not so stiller. Did you know Ben Stiller is my favourite motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> limp limp biscuit reference. Limp biscuit reference. Um has anyone got any funny moments from um, this movie they want to quickly relate? Um, I was genuinely thinking, um, like, is there nah. anything from this movie? Because the no, no the, the closing titles, fantastic. Yeah, you're like, you're like opening you like credits so, as well. Remember the opening oh, the credits? Opening credits. Yeah. They were like a TV show. Hayden said they were a bit like a reality show. I thought they could be like. I've never even seen the show Justified, but it seemed like the type of like it's True a, Detective or something. Uh, to me, it seemed more like you know, like a, the Real Housewives of <laughs> yeah. Fucking where were we again? Florida, no. Mississippi. 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 It was like you know freeze frames, and you might as well have had like the the main characters freeze frame on them and they say a quippy line from yeah. later on in the movie and then it moves on to the next one. And the weird thing was the credits came right after the opening sequence where our main character had his interaction with the gangsters and the arms deal gone wrong. And he was the only character we'd basically seen that would continue to be yeah. in the movie, but it showed every other main character in the movie. And then it showed shots things from the movie had showed guns shooting diamonds and it went for like three minutes. <laughs> that that and, was actually sick. Yeah. And what then it showed, it? it was one of those full credits. It was like music supervisor by, and, and like all the long credits. It wasn't just mm. like the three main actors in the movie that sometimes they'll do. So we thought that they so were just ma- trying to pad that runtime a little bit because this fortunately is a tight 90. This movie doesn't outstay its welcome. It didn't. No, it definitely does. It, no. it, yeah, it didn't it 100% drag. It didn't take a long time. It was just the scenes, the actual action scenes were the worst part of the yeah. movie. Yeah, I agree like with that. The diet, like There's, I wanted the talking scenes. They I were really funny. I didn't want any of the movie. The whole thing <laughs> blew. I thought I it was pretty good. That. I found this one way more watchable than- Many of the films we've had on the list. Yeah, I can deal with like, you know, hit couples screaming at each other being like, I hate you and I hate our children. I hope you fucking die. <laughs> like, that was fun. I love. Speaking of movies on the list, wasn't I in Look Who's Talking To doing the voice of one of the babies? <gasps> you were. He's right. 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 Was this you is were. Bruce Willis is the baby in Look Who's Talking. No, no not, in, not in our one because that was the, the dog one. Ones. Is he the baby? It was yeah, Danny DeVito. No, Danny DeVito was the dog, but oh. Bruce Willis was the baby. But the I baby wasn't the in the one. The baby wasn't in this one. Wasn't he? No, it was just about dogs. I, I think I'm a baby. Would, 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 is ours Look Who's Talking Now? I yeah. Think ours was Look Who's Talking Now. I mean, we could be wrong. The one with, with the. I was just going to say Dog Come. There is a scene with the oh, dog. Oh, the opening scene, scene was Dog Come. Yeah. 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 Fuck. We watched Look Who's Talking Now, which was two dogs. And I don't think Bruce Willis did a voice in that one, but we did have Danny DeVito and Diane Keaton. We watched a Bruce Legacy legacy film. Right. It was like a sequel to a movie he'd done a voice in and one of our many John Travolta films. Johnny, Johnny boy. We still Johnny got, we still boy, have one John more, boy. don't we? Oh, at least one more. Oh my God. I'm what so if, excited. what if look Wait, who's, who's in Gotti? Is he in Gotti? Yeah. He's in Gotti. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah. What if Luke, look who's talking now was um, set in a, in a place that looks after blind people. And it's just a bunch of blind people standing uh, in a circle, talking to each other and constantly go, 
look, who, who's talking now? Look, <laughs> look, who's talking now? And does then, it, does no, it still they, have dog cum? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're standing around a pool of dog cum. <laughs> look, who's talking now? Um, that, yeah, that that's that's uh, that's what Matthew Perry said we should do when we were on the set of uh, whole nine the whole ten nine yards. yards. No, no, ten. he saved it for whole ten yards. <laughs> he said he said I back then I was going to say it to you, but we hadn't built the rapport, so we waited <laughs> to whole ten yards to bring that one out. It was a good suggestion, whatever it was that you said before. Mm. I've never seen the whole nine yards, but I had, did see good. the whole ten yards in cinemas. I saw I saw it in a hotel once, and I didn't know what it was, and I was I ended up watching the whole thing, but I was young. Mm. Young, dumb, and full of dog cum. Mm. Guys, I'm getting sicker. What did you rate this movie? I'm going to give this movie a 6.1. Whoa, what the yeah, fuck? Man. What are you talking really? about? I liked it better than Left Behind. Yeah, you're Nick fucking Cage. crazy. Left Behind, Behind went off. Dude, Dude Left it. Behind was fucking sick. It was so good. The you shot where she's hugging the kid and he and he's just gone and she's hugging <laughs> clothes. Yeah, oh, that was game. bad. Bruce, yeah. you're going to love it. All right, Mitch, I'll pass then back to you to give me a chance to criticize you in return for what you just said to me about my score for cargo shorts or whatever it was Cargo called. pants. Two Precious point, cargo. 2.7, and I think that that's pretty fair because, oh, oh. no, you know what, 3.2. Okay. Well. Just for the, the, the funny dialogue. Um, but yeah, just, um, you know, just every fucking shot, reverse shot, where the color timing's different each time. Oh, uh, yeah. The and movie looked like shit as well. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it starts to turn into one of the Breaking Bad Mexico scenes. I appreciate that. Where everything's right. yellow. Well, I've got the scores in front of me, so let me just have a quick fucking go at you for that. So you've given 3. it 3.2. Here are movies that you thought were better than that movie. Okay. A Thousand Words with Eddie Murphy. Yes. I'll give that. Mine was higher too. You also gave Transylvania a 4.2. I, I still was, think better than this. I was laughing. Not always <laughs> not always because it was good, but I was having a raucous good time. You gave Super Babies 2 a 4. <laughs> that had a scene Super with babies. with a, 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 a little person dressed up kicking a bunch of people <laughs> dressed as a baby. You gave The Fanatic a 5.3. Oh, that Are movie you fucking kidding off. me? That rocked. I would watch. That was sick. That was sick. All we right. need to just do like a John Travolta roundup where we rewatch all the Johnny... You, uh, you gave a higher rating to the very excellent Mr. Dundee. Also better. Are you kidding me? That Yeah, hell yeah. And it and it stars Nate from Euphoria. I was there first. <laughs> you know. Oh, you also gave Jaws the Revenge a higher rating than this movie we just watched. I'm actually not going to be able to. That's like <laughs> the second one we did though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe what? your scale hadn't quite. Equalized, equalized. I remember when um, I I said um, that X first sever. I was like, I'm going to give this an eight, and then Zach was like, What? Yeah, he yeah. was like, If the prestige is a ten, and I sort of regressed into my own body, I was like, Oh, I need to figure this out. All right. Well, Mitch is going with a three point two. Should we go to Bruce Willis and then let Hayden finish us out tonight? Yes, Brucey. Uh, but before you give us a score, I think you have a, a funny story about uh, a little score you uh, had to settle uh, on set of this film. With Ving Rhames. You had to stab, uh, to stab him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you and, t- you and he still get along. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, who couldn't love him? <laughs> Bruce, you're a gem. You're a challenge. You're a challenge. But well, Bruce, you're you're a you're a heart of gold and a challenge. And without any bias, Bruce, what do you give the film Precious Cargo, starring yourself for 13 minutes out of 10? Uh, this movie sucked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one point one point four. <laughs> How was the paycheck? And Hayden, if you of all people, were to give a score out of 10 to Precious Cargo, mm. an action film starring Bruce Willis and a guy from Saved by the Bell that went for 90 minutes and was made in 2016 or came out in 2016 at least, at least, what would you give it? A 1.1. 1. 1. 1. 1.1. 1. 1. You fucking insane, this dude. You this fucking is your lowest score. The worst. Read all the movies that what we've watched. What did this you just one. call me? <laughs> <laughs> dude, 1.1, I'm pretty sure, is, is your lowest score. That is your lowest this score. Yeah. I've never- this is unbearable. Dude, you we have watched some absolutely painful What's that films. one? I see a one there. Morgan gave a one to Police Academy 4. Better than this. <laughs> dude, I you, don't know. Your lowest score besides this is a two that you gave to Wagons East. Wagons East mm. went for two oh. hours. Still think that had more redeeming features than this. This was shit. This was so boring. What do Wagon- you mean? It was a it tight was bo- 90. But Wagons it was East had a lot Bruce of different Willis. set pieces. and was. I mean, Wagons East was pretty bad, but- It was bad. This was very bad. You gave The Ridiculous Six a two. You gave Pinocchio a two. Okay, I didn't finish The Ridiculous Six. Maybe that was worse than this. Pinocchio and Ridiculous Six. All right, well, I'll match them, I suppose. No, Pinocchio was wistful. We've got so many, you know, the babies and all these different elements in different movies. This one just sucked. Mm-hmm. And who knows what the story was at any point. No. They were just doing you a know what? This, getting this some was, diamonds. This was a, have you guys seen Miami Vice from like 2005? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, no. this was on par. This was exactly like that. This uh, it may as well have been the same movie. Total shit. But isn't that a pe- movie people like? No, no, it's like man. a really, no, really it was, bad. It was film. like Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, and it was like it's all shot on like handy cam, yeah, yeah, like yeah. digital cameras. It's all grainy it looks and terrible, yeah. and it, but but also the sound levels are wrong, and and I had no idea what was going on at any point. It's, it's yeah, for a movie with a lot of yelling, you'd expect to be able to hear things that people were saying. That's right. Oh, you guys talking about Miami Vice? Yes, <laughs> yeah, Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Italian classic, Colin Farrell with a ponytail. All right, let's have a quick talk about what's coming up because we never know. This may be the last episode we ever do. <laughs> Certainly will be the last one I do. All right, guys, well, I, I'm off. I'll see you, you blokes later. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. <laughs> We've got coming up on the list. <laughs> he can hang up at any point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, guys, it's me. It's me. I'm, I'm back. I hope. Oh, shit, oh, I'm Bruce back. Bogtrotter. Sorry, I am. Uh, <laughs> from my favorite film, Round the twist. What did I miss? I just I just finished the movie. Uh, yeah, thoughts, thoughts, uh, thoughts. Um, yeah, one point four. This movie sucked. <laughs> so what are we, we going to talk <laughs> good, about the good, movies that good, we've got good. on the list next? Is that it? Yeah. Got some coming up. We're getting to the tail one, end two, of things. Three, so four, five. I think I can reach see I five. Count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Damn it. And then I think there's maybe one oh, up here that we haven't been able to watch. No. So the movies derailed. I can see- Derailed, that was a film. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I missed Derailed. Mm. I like this more than Derailed. Um, Stratton so, uh, from the, 2017. The David Stratton biopic about how he met Margaret. No, it's- <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be sick. And, and how he's had a crush on her for like 80 years. Um, no, it's a British action thriller film directed by Simon West. 
So I think it's going to be Simon probably quite similar to what we just watched, but English. What if, wait, so what's he done? What has Simon West done? Oh, I'm going to have to click his name on Wikipedia <laughs> to find yeah. that out, Mitch. Is uh, quick, he- buy me some time. Hayden, uh, do an impression of something. Okay. I saw Bruce on the way out. Was he Was he good? Okay, wait. Here's some Simon I West like, movies. He's done I some like big his ones. Films. Con Air. Yeah, yes. Oh, man, I'm excited now. The first Tomb Raider from 2001. Dude, this is going to be a fucking banger. The Mechanic, which is skinny Christian Oh, that Maddie. rocks. Oh, yeah. No, that's the Machinist. Uh, oh, okay. The Mechanic is like uh, mechanic Jason is Statham. 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 Yeah. yeah. And he also did The Expendables 2, which may have oh, a Bruce yeah. Willis. Bruce yes, Willis it does. Show up it does. The, and Arnie as well. Oh, whoa, whoa. Dude, DeFranco? Dude, here we go. This is the big one. We're talking Simon West. Before his film career, he served as the director for music videos, including one of the highest watched music videos of all time, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Are you fucking kidding me? This guy directed Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. I'm not gonna get, okay. I don't want to get my hopes up just in case this movie is boring. I don't want to get your hopes up. It's going to be. It's a zero percenter. Bad, yes, but boring? I don't think so. Conair, come on. (laughs) So that's what we got to look forward to. That's Stratton. That's next on the list. We could maybe try and get a guest for that, like Bruce Willis level at least. Um, what else do we have? We have uh, some some crazy movies God, in, the, in the in the tail end. So of So many thing. movies. So after Stratton in 2017, we've got Gotti in 2018. Yeah. I know. Right. I know Zach Ruane was Travolta. keen for that one. Um, we have one called London Fields. I don't know anything about London Fields from 2018. Never heard of it, no. Then we've got John Henry. Which what is, the fuck is it? It's a <laughs> film with Terry Crews. It's an American thriller drama. I think that'll be um, fun. Then we get a movie called The Last Days of American Crime. Which, oh, I did hear about that. Which I think was on Netflix, I believe. I nearly ended up accidentally watching it once. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. And because Netflix doesn't show you the Rotten Tomatoes scores. It just shows you like the Netflix d- does this match your tastes kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. And so I clicked into it and I was like, I've heard of this movie. And this was during COVID and I was just watching everything. And then I and then I looked it up and it was like, oh, this is a 0%. Oh, don't say COVID. You'll give me the... MGMT. Jingles. Uh, morning sickness. <laughs> and then we've got a movie called Hard Kill. So there's three 2020 movies in here that came out. Three, which is 320 20 movies. No, it's not even a number. Oh, hold on. 3,200. Look, guys, guys. Hard Kill. 000. Hard Kill from 2020 stars Bruce Willis. <gasps> He's back. Oh, he makes Brucey. a second appearance in the list. So that's what you got to look forward to. There's also a movie called Constellation from 2005 that we have not been able to get so our seven, hands on. Seven more. But if anyone can find it and send it to us. <laughs> yeah, if someone wants to buy the American DVD or something, we can finish this fucking godforsaken podcast, boys. It hurts. It hurts so much. So that doesn't sound like there's many movies left other than- There's like seven, yeah. I think, yeah, Dark Crimes is one that we never- Yes, oh, that's true. That's the other eight. one. The last and I, episode. And the worst yeah. part is I've watched Dark Crimes because yeah, we were months set ago. to do the episode <laughs> like six months ago. Is that the prequel to Sonic? Yeah. It does yeah. have Jim Carrey. origin story. Yeah. Can we do Dr. a double Robotnik. feature then? Can we can we go Sonic and then it right into Dark Crimes? Sonic's good, man. Or like Dark Crimes Sonic. into Sonic. Now, do I have to watch the movie again to know what happened, or can I just host the episode? From I think memory? it's safe hey, to watch it again. Why don't you just do the episode by yourself after it's this? Safer to watch it because you don't know they <laughs> might have changed it. They might have, you know, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, they might have put done like a George Lucas remix. <laughs> yeah, they might have put Watto in it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we end the podcast? I fucking hate doing it. I love seeing you guys. I love I hanging out with you. Love Bruce Willis. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw, when I was coming in, I saw him on the way out and he said it was an absolute pleasure being on the podcast with you guys. Um and he'd like to come back if you would have him. He wouldn't say that. Maybe for hard <laughs> kill, he can make another appearance. If that ends up being our last episode, we should have some sort of special, like get every get guest all back. back in to say something. We had Al Pacino, bloody... Uh, Andrew O'Keefe. Jack Black Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a bunch of um, crystal meth. Oh. Uh, get uh, Michael now. Jordan Peterson. Oh, crystal method man. <laughs> oh man, Michael Jordan, Michael <laughs> Jordan, please. Well, when I when, when I went up one hundred percent of the shots you do not take. Being on the court, you see a man's eyes, you see fear. I said, Scotty, Scotty, pass me the ball. I take the shots here, and it, I, 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 it's been a while. It's been a while since. I, it's been a while. It's, it's incomprehensible. It's inconceivable to see men dribbling balls through the air, leaping like. I mean, what? I mean, you just don't see it. These boys—they've never been told they can bounce a basketball before. And here I am. I tell them that they can ba- bounce a basketball, and it's enough to bring you to tears. It's tear. wrong. Hey, and and you tell them. You tell them. Okay. Bloody hell. That thing is bouncing. It's all wrong. The and sheer so bloody mind that I can't take a shot. And I said, yeah, right, bucko. It's like, yeah, right, bucko. Sure, you can implement that physiologically, <laughs> maybe even philosophically. But on the court, it, the sheer bloody mindedness of it. Uh, uh, it's wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> We're basketball players here. We're not lobsters in a bucket climbing over each I mean, other. Sure, maybe we could be. Dennis Rodman. I mean, maybe we are. Who could say? I mean, you could say that, sure, but how could I listen to... So, we'll get Jordan Peterson, Jack Black Nicholson, <laughs> Al Pacino. Um, My mommy told me My to daddy got daddy. me back into Tenacious D. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding-ding-a-ding-ding. Friendship is rare. Do you know what I'm saying to you? This is not the greatest bangers and mash in the world. <laughs> this is Chinatown. <laughs> Bucko. All right, that's that's good. We're gonna do it. See you on the next one of Truly Rotten Potatoes. See you guys. Also known as the Dreadful Movie Club.